Welcome to the Rainmaker Fundraising Podcast, where you'll get actionable tips and advice on major gifts, direct response fundraising, legacy giving, and much more from leading experts in the nonprofit sector. Now, here are your hosts of the Rainmaker Fundraising Podcast, Andrew Olson and Roy Jones. Hey, this is Andrew Olson, host of the Rainmaker Fundraising Podcast, and I am super excited to be here today with someone who I think is one of the most brilliant minds in our industry, uh, especially when it comes to monthly giving. I'm here with Erica Wasdorp, president of A Direct Solution and author of Monthly Giving, The Sleeping Giant. Erica, welcome. Thanks, Andrew. It's so nice to be here. So great to, to finally, we, we've spent so much time online trading emails and insights and, and you've contributed to uh, my most recent book, but I think this is the first time we've been able to have a face-to-face individual conversation. So it's, it's great to finally see you and be able to connect. And before we get into the content, I, I just want to ask, take a few seconds, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your firm. Okay, so what you may or may not know, Andrew, is that I actually am Dutch originally. So I moved to the States 26 years ago. And I read, you know, I'm, I'm a direct response, educated person, if you will. So I started at Reader's Digest in Amsterdam, like a long, 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 long time ago, before cell phones, before even computers were, were a thing, right? So a really long time ago. So and, and I got the bug there. So because it's it's so great that you can measure things, you can analyze things, right? So, and then I worked for publishing firms. And then when I moved to this country, marrying an American, I started working for an international animal organization and I took on the monthly giving program. So it was not a really hard move because I was already working on sort of what we call like continuity programs, loyalty programs in, sure. the, in the publishing world. So it was a very natural, uh, natural progression. And there, I took on like, you know, growing their program for like from four to six countries. So lots of in the weeds stuff. And again, this was in the days before email, before Facebook, before social media, that didn't exist, right? It was all direct mail. It was all telemarketing and direct response television was starting to come up a little bit. And face-to-face was also not yet uh, developed. So, so that was in the early day, ages of, uh, of, of monthly giving. So I ran their monthly giving program. And then, you know, I started seeing that there was a lot of interest in it, but a lot of organizations were not yet doing monthly giving. And there certainly wasn't much written on it. So I was at a conference in 2010, uh, the Bridge Conference, and they had a bookstore in those days when they had bookstores at conferences. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to age myself here a little bit. but And, and I was looking at it, it's like, wow, there's a lot on major gifts. There's a lot on like annual fund stuff, but there's actually nothing on monthly giving. So that's when I decided to write the book, Monthly Giving, The Sleeping Diet. So there had been a couple of books, Friends for Life with uh, Ken Burnett and, uh, and Hartford McKenna wrote The Hidden Gold, but those had been written a number of years before that. So there was no book written in the US on that topic. So I wrote it and, uh, and that came out like late 2012. So. That's awesome. And since then, I've really become sort of the, the monthly donor evangelist, if you will. And, and the good news is that, I mean, so much has changed. I mean, it's just amazing. Even in, in the couple of years since the book was published, I mean, email, Facebook, I mean, online giving pages, everything is, is indeed focused on, on making monthly gifts, making monthly a recurring gifts. So, so it's become a lot easier. Yeah, it seems like not only has it become easier, but the focus on monthly giving 
for most organizations has become a much more critical priority. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So before we go any further, I do want to say um, on your website, which is undirectsolution.com, you've got a ton of different content and and really valuable resources for for Mm -hmm. folks, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like uh, one of the things, for example, that's really helpful if you just in the process of like starting, it's called a monthly donor roadmap. And uh, that's just download it and just follow the steps and, and you've got everything you need really to get started. And then there's lots of templates, online forms, thank you letters, you know, uh, again, it's, it's, it's all there. So, cause I'm, I'm really passionate about obviously helping <laughs> as many organizations as possible to, uh, to get started on it. That's awesome. So I want to ask you again, you, you were so gracious and contributed a really important chapter to, uh, to my most recent book, the 101 biggest mistakes nonprofits make and, and how we can avoid them. You talked about two specific things in your chapter and uh, related to monthly giving. You said that one of the biggest mistakes that organizations make is they don't invest in the prep work mm-hmm. for monthly giving success. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? So what I see a lot of organizations do is they do this start, stop, start, stop. So they're saying today, oh, we want to do more with monthly giving and they get started on it. So they might create like their, um, their giving page and they might create like an email but then they get pulled away because they got to do an event or they get pulled away because giving Tuesday comes up or whatever else it is, or board calls, board member calls, or they have to have a major gift uh, meeting. So, so again, fundraisers are busy, right? So what happens is they, they do something and then they don't complete everything. So they, they don't have the time to send a, to create the thank you letter to create the thank you emails, um, to really think through and say, hey, what am I gonna do once I have these monthly donors? How can I recognize them? Should I include them in the events, uh, invitations? Should I make sure that they are coded in a different way so that I can actually send a special email to them once they join as a monthly donor? Should I, um, what do I do to flag them in, in the database? So. So people are so gone over like, oh, I want to do the marketing. I want to start like, what's my next Facebook message and what have you. But they don't take a little bit of time to say, let's make sure that we have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Because if they do that, if they just take a couple of more minutes, and it really doesn't have to take a lot of time to say, hey, what do I need to t- have everything ready to go the minute somebody walks in the door who makes a recurring gift? then you don't have to do that start because you're like, oh yeah, somebody comes in. Hey, here's the thank you letters, all done. Can get it out in the mail the next, you know, the next day, right? So so that's that's what I mean by, you know, like not just thinking through the, the prep work. And because people are busy, so they, they want to start promoting it right away. But then you you might have the situation where, oh, now somebody comes in, oh, I got to take a thank you letter, but geez, what, you know what, we've got this big event coming up on Friday, so the thank you letter doesn't go out until next week. So now you've you've not optimized that, hmm. that monthly donor experience because of it, right? Yep. So would you say the same thing about setting up things like credit card expiration notifications and those sort of things? Yeah. How important yeah. are those in the process? Oh, they're very important, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, the more you can do, and that's why I have all the, the resources are all there, right? So, so it's just a matter of like, there's a monthly donor retention playbook. You can literally take that and create, you know, your, your own email and your own letter and your own phone script of what to do when a credit card expires. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
So it's 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 all of that. So if you had, just think through, like, okay, if I get credit card folks, what happens if the card expires? Uh, how do I follow up? Who's going to do it? You know, uh, again, just think that through. And I'm, you know, I always say, like, it doesn't have to take a lot of time up front, even if it's like one hour a week or one hour a day. You know, obviously, the more time you can focus on it up front, you know, the shorter the time frame is that you uh, you can actually start promoting it, right? Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. So the, the other mistake that you talk about organizations making, which surprises me given what, you know, how expensive donor acquisition is and getting new donors and how challenging retention is these days is you say there are still organizations who just aren't even asking for. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not, they're not. So that so many organizations are not asking and I'm not sure exactly what the reason is um, because again, the tools are there. Right. So, I mean, if you were dependent on just direct mail and, and telemarketing, then I would say, yeah, you, you have reason because it's a little, you know, those are more expensive tools, but now you have your emails, you have your online giving pages, your databases are already there and they all accommodate for, uh, for a monthly gift. Right. So, uh, so it's like, but you have to look at things. Where are you, your opportunities to ask? Right. So, um, I mean, I still see organizations that they say, well, this is great. I've got this monthly donor page. And then you're looking at their website. It's like, where can I find it? Because I <laughs> don't see it. Right. So, so in other words, like if you create it, make sure that you have a, a link from your website to, from your homepage to go there. Right. And some organizations don't even have the recurring giving option on their online pages. So again, you know, it, 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 it's not, Monthly giving is not something that's like a one-shot deal. It's always like you have to sort of start planting those seeds on an ongoing basis, right? So just look at, you know, the opportunities. So many newsletters don't talk about monthly giving at all. So put a little blurb in there, right? Every email newsletter talk about monthly gifts, right? And sometimes it can be as simple as like building, you know, I have an organization and we, we said, well, they're doing a lot of emails. So I said, well, how about putting it and asking every PS? Well, mm-hmm. they've done that and they're chipping away at bringing new monthly donors in just by, by doing that. So there's lots of opportunities there and, and they're just not giving donors the opportunity to, uh, to give. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things kind of like legacy giving, right? Where mm-hmm. it's, you're not necessarily going to get thousands of donors to do it tomorrow but it can really build long-term revenue for an organization over time, you know, and and maybe that's one of the reasons why some organizations don't do it or don't focus on it because it, it doesn't give that, you know, feeling of immediate payoff. Um, But I think it is long-term. Yeah. It it really is a big mistake not to do it that way. Mm -hmm. So one other thing I'm curious about, I hear a lot of organizations and and I've said these words myself based on programs that we've run for, for clients before. A lot, a lot of folks say, you know, direct mail is a terrible way. To, to get monthly donors, or it's a really, you know, it's, it's maybe the most expensive proposition other than direct response television. Talk to me about what you're seeing in the mail and A, is it working for anybody for monthly gift conversion or acquisition? And B, what are some of the top ways that people can uh, do it better? 
Okay. So, well, I mean, again, what I always say is like every monthly giving plan is tailor-made because every organization uses different channels and has a different number of donors and emails and Facebook and social media contacts and what, what have you, right? So that's obviously a, a big part of it. So in other words, if you're an organization that doesn't do much direct mail to begin with because you've historically brought in your donors through digital, then direct mail is probably for a month of giving is probably not the way to go. But if you're an organization that does consistently send letters to donors, I mean, there is definitely a spot for direct mail, right? And there's a couple of ways you can do it. One way is to say, look, and it depends a little bit on how many times you are communicating with your donors via direct mail now as, a, as an overall uh, strategy, right? So in other words, if you say you're mailing monthly to your donors now, you know, some of the bigger, bigger guys are mailing monthly, you can say, okay, well, how about sending a targeted version of a donor appeal with the monthly giving ask in it? and see how that does. So rather than sending 50,000 pieces, you might be sending 5,000 pieces to a targeted group of donors who can then, you know, like you can then try to, uh, to convert. So it's not a separate appeal at that point, it's just a version, right? So you will still get monthly, monthly gifts and you get one-time gifts as well. So that's one. One of the other techniques that a lot of organizations have started doing, it's almost become sort of a, a, a next best practice is, having a tick box on every donor appeal, just having a tick box, make this a monthly gift, right? On the front of your appeal reply form, right? And, you know, again, you can test it or you can say, you know, I'm just happy getting some of the people giving monthly as a result of it, right? And again, it depends on the, on your type of organization. So, but I see especially like uh, some environmental organizations, they're again chipping away at it. Like one of my clients, they had like eight new sustainers from their most recent appeal just by having that little tick box on there, right? So more than pays for itself if you remember that the average monthly gift right now is between $24 and $36 a month. Right? And the average retention rate is in the 80s or, or better, 80s, right? 90%, you know, again, especially if you can get somebody to give by electronic funds transfer, it goes up to like the mid 90s. Right? Wow, okay. So, um, so yeah, so direct mail, I mean, and then I have organizations that send out special appeals, just again, targeted, you got to target it. So it's not like, a, uh, you know, like you don't want to send it to your zero to 24 months just as a, as a goal, but you just say, let's look at anybody who's already made um, multiple gifts this past year. Let's look at anybody, and you're looking typically at those donors who are giving less than $250, right? So let's look at those people. Let's look at people who have already given my credit card. And again, I mean, I see that people who have already given my credit card and you're asking them to give monthly by credit card, that response rate will go up, right? And, and I've seen that consistently in the mail and as well as with, with telemarketing uh, as well. So, so that's a good indicator of potential for, um, for monthly giving, right? They're already comfortable giving that rate. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so there's de there's definitely room for for direct mail, right? Okay. And again, it, it all depends on what you're doing. I mean, and if you're an organization that, for example, sends thank you letters with asks in it, and a lot of the bigger organizations do that, 
well, consider making that a monthly giving ask. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I've seen this, this work especially well in some of the religious organizations. So every thank you letter to existing donors and even to new donors, the first thank you letter would go out and invite them to join them on the giving program. That makes a lot of sense. And you're already sending the letter. Right. So, you know, what do you got to lose by, by making that uh, a a monthly giving ask, right? For sure. So I want to stay on the, the, the male side for just a second and get your perspective on something. So there are a couple of organizations that I've seen a a couple of direct response agencies in particular that I will not name and some of uh, some organizations, nonprofits that have taken in the last couple of years to telling uh, donors that if they become a monthly sustainer, they promise Mm -hmm. they'll quote unquote, never send them anything again. Oh, I know. And and it sort of makes me go crazy because, you know, in my perspective, these are people who are raising their hands and saying, I want to be your best friend right? Not just I want to be an occasional supporter, but I want to be right in it with you. And, and so to see an organization say, we'll just stop communicating with you. Yeah. It seems like the, the value proposition just got kicked off a cliff right there. Talk to me about your point of view on this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that's it. It's, I would never recommend that, right? <laughs> okay. so definitely, definitely never ever recommend that. Again, you know, if you look at like the recent uh, donor-centric sustainer benchmarking summit study, it shows that on average, six uh, percent of monthly donors make at least one extra gift a year. Hmm. Okay, so that's six percent. Twelve percent of monthly donors is interested in makes does an upgrade, right? So you have to consider, like, would you want to lose out on 6% of extra revenue from, from those folks, right? And again, depending upon what type of organization you are, some organizations are seeing that their monthly donors are their most responsive group, and they basically make an extra gift every time, right? And, and I think you see the, the, the successful organizations who have big monthly donor programs, they will not promise that they're not going to get any mail. Uh, obviously, if a donor says, I really don't want it, that's a different story, right? You have to honor the donor request, right? So 6% is really good. But you have to look at your overall communication plan, right? So one of the things that I actually tried with the animal organization was, and it, was a, it was a pretty eye-opening survey, is once somebody became a monthly donor, we sent them a survey asking them how often would they like to hear from us. Hmm. And we said quarterly, half yearly, or monthly, right? And we were expecting everybody to say half yearly, or, and sorry, there was a yearly option as well. But a lot of people actually ticked the box monthly. Hmm. They wanted to continue to hear from us monthly. And, you know, again, animal people love hearing and reading stories of animals all the For time. Sure. So, so maybe they're a little bit different, but it was just definitely an, an eye-opening service. So ask your donors what they would like to see, right? So that's a, that's a very easy thing. When you call them to th- say thank you or when you send them an email to say thank you, maybe ask, like, how often would they like to hear from you? But definitely, again, look at your the number of times that you're sending an appeal to your donors now. And then include them in a personal note or make a laser version saying thank you for their monthly gift. But here is a special story I'd like to share with you. 
just something like that that just indicates that you know that they're already giving monthly, but you give them another opportunity to make an extra gift and, and they're not going to be offended, right? Because you're saying thank you for being a monthly donor. But I mean, why not give them the opportunity to make an extra gift because they care so much about you. They're, to your point, they're one of your biggest friends, right? So, um, so I think you would deprive your donor from the opportunity to, uh, to make that happen, right? But again, if you're sending, you know, monthly mailings, maybe look at those mailings that you know your monthly donors will definitely want to receive and maybe go on a, on a, like a, a little bit of a, a, a meal diet, if you will, and maybe go six times a year instead of 12. Yeah, for sure. And mail, make sure that you mail them the calendar and the membership card and, you know, all of those things that are very, very special. But Yeah, um, big matching opportunities and things like yes, that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've got two organizations that we work with. Uh, one of them is a large organization that, that has a large sustainer file and they generate a million dollars of additional revenue through those extra asks yes. uh, every year. And then I've got another smaller organization that we work with and they, they don't generate as much money because the scale is different, but mm -hmm. they get like a 22% response from mm -hmm. their sustainers yep. when they mail them an extra appeal. Yes. Uh, it's off the charts high yes. compared to everybody else in the file. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you're just not doing yourself any favor. Now, again, if you're an environmental organization and you're like very digital and you know all that, then sure. you, that might might be a little bit different. But that, that makes sense. So let's talk about stewardship for a second. You mentioned early on in our conversation about making sure you have, you know, thank you letter templates set up and things like that. But what are some things that you see organizations doing that are really successful in in not the solicitation side, but in the deeper engagement and relationship building side with sustainer programs? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, I mean, if, if organizations can do it, if you already, and again, you know, like I, I'm all for like keeping things simple and saying, what, what is your organization already doing that you may be able to tap into? Uh, a lot of organizations might have a major gift program or a mid-level program, right? That where they're doing, say, a donor call or a conference call with the executive director or a program person in the field. Um, so those those are a couple of things. So invite them to those things, right? You're already doing it. It's just an extra group that you can invite, right? So it's a way for donors to get engaged. So that's one thing. I mean, video is always great. So, um, you know, if, and, and you know, it's, it's all about like, what's, what's a surprise? What can you do that may be a little bit surprising? And again, you may already be doing a thank you video from the executive director or the CEO or somebody in, in the program area uh, that you can use to say, uh, to thank you to the monthly donors without having to do a lot of tweaking to it or what have you. So, so video calls are, are great. And there's a, there's a couple of companies that make that really can make that really, really personal, right? Some people in the stewardship area, like, especially like the, the bigger universities and whatever you can, you can learn a lot from, um, from them. And then there's just like, thank you cards. Um, you know, again, updates from the field, things that are unexpected that you say, wow, you know, one of the one of my uh, clients is a small animal charity, and they, they sent this note saying Fred is walking. You know, like <laughs> just kind of like a little something. Wow, I've made that happen as a as a monthly donor, right? 
So, um, so, so yeah, so basically sending the thank you letter out in the mail, no matter how somebody came in is crucial. So that first time when somebody joins, make sure you get something out in the mail that they can hold on to that has your email address, your phone number, the contact person, and it tells them basically what they can expect that they're going to get a tax receipt in January, you know, so um, that they're not going to get monthly thank you letters per se, because they really don't want that. They don't need that. Um, but they're going to get other things that you continue to keep them up to date on, uh, on what's happening in your organization and how their gifts are making an impact. And I say definitely if you have a printed newsletter, make sure that they're part of that. Include them in that. Absolutely. They're going to want to read what you're doing. And do you recommend like a, a specific version of that? You know? Yeah, so so that's a, it depends on, on the size of, of the sustainer programs. I mean, because it's it's a little bit more expensive, right? So if you have a substantial sustainer sustainer program and you can you know you can make a special version that's just aimed at the monthly donors, that's great. But if you don't, just send them the regular version of your uh, of your newsletter, and and you know even though that will still have a message about becoming a sustainer in it, but you can word it in such a way that you know people even if they just become a sustainer are saying yes, I'm already a sustainer. It's kind of like that. Uh, what do they call it again? Cognitive. Reckon, I, I can't remember what it's called. Something cognitive, something. Okay. And uh, uh, it's one of those things where, again, hey, I just bought a silver wrap four, right? And all of a sudden, all you're seeing is silver. Oh, sure. Four, right? That's yeah. kind of what that is. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm I'm already a, a monthly donor and I'm already doing this. I feel good about that, right? So if you have a program that maybe is like 10,000, sustainers you might say maybe i need to do a special version but um but if you don't have the resources to do that don't go crazy coming up with something you know so again you can you can throw in a laser version with a you know maybe a handwritten note on it or something like that or that makes it look a little bit more personal so great so talk to me a little bit about upgrading sustainers you said that Donor Centric's report on, on monthly giving said that 12% of sustainers are willing to upgrade. What have you found to be you know, the most effective couple of ways to, to get a sustainer to upgrade? Right. So obviously, if you can come up with amounts of, you know, hey, we've been able to help so many animals or children or whatever the, the clients that you serve, right? But everything's gotten more expensive or, Hey, we want to feed so many more people, you know? So if you can come up with a specific amount that it's increased, I mean, people will understand that stuff gets more expensive, right? So that's a good approach to say, Hey, I'm sending an email to my existing sustainers who have been giving for at least six months or more. Right. So you don't want to go back to people who just joined, right? Because that would be too greedy. <laughs> I find that too greedy. I mean, I've gotten a, a, a thank you letter from one big organization at one point and they, they had the audacity to say, oh, well, your $10 a month is not good enough. I want you to upgrade to $18 a month right away. Right. I'm like, well, they didn't. They <laughs> right. But it was like, uh, you know, so uh, that's just too greedy. I was like, okay, well, I'm ready to call them and say, cancel this. Right. So no, but you, you want to go to people who have been giving for a while um, that are comfortable with your organization and then 
send them an email, make a version of the direct mail letter and asking them to upgrade in, in that appeal. So usually January is a good time to do that, you know, or, but look at what you, in the calendar mailing might be a good time to do that as well. So it's a targeted version. So those are, those are just a couple of, uh, of opportunities to upgrade. Do you have organizations, have you seen organizations that are successful in getting uh, folks to upgrade with telephone uh, engagement? Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So so telemarketing is still, um, I mean, I know it doesn't necessarily work for every organization, but it's still a very successful way to, to get new sustainers, especially if you do it in combination of a mail and email approach where that telemarketing is just, you know, that extra push that people might need and say, oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it and I'm going to do it. And the same applies for uh, for upgrades as well. So if you sent them a mailing, if you sent them an email and now do an upgrade call to say, would you like to increase your uh, your monthly gift? I mean, that, that definitely works. Yeah. And then another thing that some organizations are now doing, it's not really an upgrade. But in a way, it is an upgrade because it increases their retention and it does away with those those pesky credit card expiration dates, right? So they're trying to convert their sustainers to uh, give by EFT, electronic funds transfer, ACH. So again, that's it's not really an upgrade, but it is because you're going to keep them a lot longer. Do you see that organizations are having a pretty good level of success in getting folks to to um, sign up through ACH? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's something that's in this country is still a little new. Yeah, but it is growing. So, um, and you know, I, I was talking to a public TV director of development recently, and they are very successful. They have what they call like a switch campaign. Okay. So, and and they have really made that their focus, and, and again, they are very very successful in in really growing their uh, EFT sustainers. So it just helps with a lot of the, the back end as well. And as you know, I mean, once you get there, get somebody's bank account information, again, that retention rate goes up. I mean, people don't usually change bank accounts more than every 14 years or something like that. So. <laughs> yeah. So before we started recording this podcast, you, you said something that really piqued my interest. You said that you've recently done some work around engaging sustainers uh, through donor advised funds. I am so curious about that. And it, it you know, tapping into to DAFs is something that we're increasingly trying to get organizations to do. So I'm, I'd love to hear what you're seeing there and what you're doing in that space. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I really haven't done a lot yet, but I, I mean, the, 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 um, but I mean, I, I actually started my own DAF this year okay. and I was amazed. You only need $5,000. I thought it was, you have to have a lot of money and it's like, no, okay, I can, I can do that. Right. So I, I said, let me see then. It's very easy to set up a recurring gift through your donor advice fund, but it basically acts the way it acts is it's not like a, an automatic system like like when somebody comes to your website and signs up to become a sustainer right that goes that they get like charged every month and whatever and you see exactly what they're doing and who they are right when somebody uh gives like a recurring gift through donor advice one it's almost as if they're just like setting it up through their online checking right mm -hmm. so um so the organization gets a check every month on the same day, right? And they may not know that you have set up a recurring gift. It's a different process, if you will, 
that people will have to start uh, being on the lookout for. Just like, you know, sometimes you see organizations, you know, organizations see like, oh, I see the same donor sending in checks every month, but they're not set up in their system as a sustainer. It's again, technically a different process. So, um, and the donor is in control, right? So that's the key, right? So it's like, you can invite donors to set up a recurring gift through their donor advice fund, but the donor will always be in control, right? And, yeah. and you know, so, and, and if they don't want to tell you, or if they don't want to tell you where they are, they, they can even do that. So, but again, with the growth I see in donor advice funds and the tax deductibility of it, that I, I could see that that will, uh, will grow. So. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So we have time for just one more question, and that is just super concrete. If there are organizations right now, kind of like the ones we've talked about, who really aren't doing anything, mm-hmm. what are the top, say, two things that you would recommend that an organization do to, to just start moving the ball forward with monthly donors? Right. Yeah, great question. So, so definitely check to make sure that your uh, online page is set up to accept recurring gifts, right? And probably, most likely they are but also create like what I call like a monthly only page. So where a donor can only sign up to give monthly <laughs> and then make that the page that people link to. So put it in your e-news, right? So every e-news that you send out, have a little blurb on about monthly giving, right? And ideally, if you already have some monthly donors, maybe start with your board, start with some, some volunteers, right? Start with staffs, get a couple of people on board that are giving monthly and then get a quote from them and use that quote in your e-news with a link to that monthly only page, right? So that it's very clear, oh, you want me to sign up, you want me to give monthly, right? That's one thing that I, I definitely recommend you do. So start with that low, low hanging fruit, right? And then take it, take it from there. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, All of our listeners, again, um, go out to Amazon or to directsolution.com and grab a copy of Erica's book, uh, Monthly Giving, The Sleeping Giant. And then also jump over to her site and grab um, all the free resources that she has there. Erica, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? So uh, the best way is like you can send me an email at erica at E-R-I-C-A at adirectsolution.com. And I'm very responsive on the email. Very cool. Thank you again for being here. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Rainmaker Fundraising Podcast, brought to you exclusively by Newport One. Newport One can make a difference in your fundraising so that you can change the world. You can always reach us at podcast at newportone.com. Please take a moment to rate this episode on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. When you rate this episode, It will help more nonprofit leaders just like you to help find us and get the information that they need to raise more funds for their organization. Thanks again for listening today.